Second and victory. Titans fans, welcome back to the second in victory podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. Uh, Sunday was the uh, biggest seven point ass whooping I've ever seen in my life. It felt like uh, more than that, but when you look at the box score, it's just a seven point win. Uh, appreciate you guys listening as always. I am joined by my co host, who's just solo tonight, Mr. Chris Carter. What's up, fella? How's it going? Nut man, happy to be back and join you. I know you and Brett held it down last week, I was on vacay. Uh, but yep. happy to be back, and now it's just you and me tonight. Yep. So uh, it was kind of weird to um, – when the week before, I was driving to the beach, and I had to watch the car – I watched the game on my phone in, in the, the car. car. Yeah. I hated that because – I got some spotty. I got some pretty angry texts from you. Yeah, that some, <laughs> some vulgar texts for sure. Um, I don't recommend that for anybody. Like, that's almost as bad as, like, watching the game on a flight and having to pay for the Wi-Fi. That was terrible. You know the last game that I know I had to do that for the whole game, the fifty-nine to nothing loss to the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. And you paid to to see the Titans get their ass kicked. Well, I had Verizon, so I got the Verizon like free stream back then. You know, I got you. Um, I got you. And yeah, that was awful. Um, yeah. So I watched the game. I know I'm I'm, I'm talking about two weeks ago, but watching the game on my phone, I had uh, Titans Radio pulled up on my on the app. And so we had that on the record, but I was still like, I, I still wanted to watch the game at least from my phone. Um, so I was kind of doing both, but the radio was ahead of the stream. So I was like, I'm just going to listen to Mike Keith and uh, Coach Mack. And I know we talk about it sometimes. I don't know Brett appreciates, appreciates this more now because he works for the station and he gets to, you know, he runs the, the producers for Titans Radio. So I know he likes that, but um, – Getting to actually listen to them rather than watching a game or being at the game, it's such a cool experience because there's not a whole lot of times that we're actually listening to Mike Keith and Coach Mack call a game. Yeah. Like we're going to be watching the game. I wish I wish there was an easy way to sync up the TV and the yeah. and the radio at home. And so, I mean, there's people at the game. You see them. There's a, a, a one of my – a guy that I've been sitting by the – sent the games with my entire life. He brings to the, the radio thing. He listens to coach Mack and, and Mike Keith. And so sometimes I'll kind of chime in and kind of hear what they're saying or whatnot, but it's uh it's still cool to, to listen to them. So I kind of enjoyed that. But um, yeah, this Sunday, obviously what I was getting at though was three Oh five kickoffs. You like them? You know, I, I did because I didn't have anything else going on on Sunday. Same. But like, I feel like most Sundays I have something going on like after the games, you know? So it worked out, so I pretty much had a full day of football, which was nice. Uh, but I I don't want that to be the standard. No, I don't either. I don't think they have another one until the Chargers game, maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's it. So maybe one more just for the rest of the year, which is a positive. Um, but let's talk about the game. And – you know, I don't know what all you and Brett talked about last week previewing the Texans, but we knew going into that, like the Texans are not, they're not great. But we also, you and I just talked about it before we hopped on here, was that that was almost a game like you expected it to go worse than what it did for the Titans. 
because yeah. when you go to Houston, the last few times it's been a it's been a bloodbath. Yeah. And even when you had Deshaun Watson, there was a bloodbath. Like they, the the Texans have played the Titans close for the last few years, uh, Davis Mills especially. So you went down there thinking, all right, it's going to be a close game. Malik starting. Like this is going to come down to the wire, and it just was not that yeah. at all. The like, score does like you said that is the the score was not the picture all. of what that game was. Um, you know, and, and Brett and I talked a little bit about. I mean, you know, Davis Davis Mills is a, a solid quarterback. Uh, Damian, Damian Pierce, I think is very impressive rookie running back. Um, you know, Brandon cooks is obviously Brandon cooks. Um, there's a, there's some pieces there and for, for it to, uh, have fallen off the rails as, as good as it did, uh, for the Titans defense, I think was very impressive. I think so too. And that's one of the positives I want to talk about. One of the winners of the game from uh, Sunday, just how dominant they were um, front to back. The, the, the line was great. Big Jeff. A hobbled big Jeff. On a bum ankle yep. and still being as dominant as he was. Got to yeah. give that man credit. That's why he is who he is. I mean, that's why he's going to get paid so much money. And we'll talk about that report here in a second in a little bit um, that came out today about him. But – uh, one sack, two tackles for losses, and um, that was just a, a massive, a massive game from him again. And um, seven quarterback pressures, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, is that right? I mean, he was. Can you imagine what a fully healthy Big Jeff does against against that offense if, if he's out there? He now um, leads the team in sacks with five and a half. He uh, he was wholly impressive. Uh, the whole the whole defense was just uh, on another level for 95% of that game. Uh, obviously they let, you know, they let them get the garbage time touchdown at the end, but um, it, the defense just, it played so well. Uh, even after Hooker went out, you know, I thought maybe when Hooker went out, we might start seeing a little bit of, of the passing game open up for the Texans, but it didn't. No. And I want to talk about a, uh, a quote that Damian Pierce said after the game, the Texans running back, which I'm a big fan of. I got him in every single one of my fantasy leagues. Um, and he's having a, a, a great year for them. Probably their only bright spot on the offense right now. Yeah. But uh, he said, oh, wow, 93 and 98. They had a day, man. And talking about um, uh, Tier Tart and Tier Tart, Pop-Tart, uh, they was very destructive up front. They threw our timing off with the inside zone runs we wanted to get to. Sometimes on the outside run, they got penetration backside, but kudos to them. Great game plan. Dominant guys up front. We knew that coming in this week. They lived up to the reputation. Shout out to them. That's kind of cool for another running back just to give those two guys kudos. It's not just Big Jeff. He sees yeah. how legitimate Tier Tart's becoming in this league. He's having yeah. a phenomenal year. Phenomenal, and you know we talked about it in the in the off season. Um, I, I was kind of under the impression that Naquan would be ahead of him on the depth chart, and I you know I think that may have been the case at the time. But uh, this dude has just come in focused um, and prepared, and he is he is playing the best ball of his life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's the talent's always been there uh, going back. This was a guy that was committed to Alabama. This, I mean, he was committed to Nick Saban. So um, the talent's always been there, but this, this defensive coaching staff is, is getting it out of him. 
uh, I think that, you know, like no one else has ever been able to. And it's awesome to see. And I hope, uh, I think it was, uh, it may have been Shane Bowen, but I think it was, was Vrabel just talking about his conditioning and how, you know, they want Tier Tart to get to a point where he's out there even more uh, because he's making such an impact. So if he keeps conditioning well and, and getting getting his body right, uh, that dude could be, you know, elite. And somebody that you could possibly replace Danico Autry with next season if you don't want to pay Danico Autry, which I don't think – I think they should. Like, I think yes. a trio of, of Tart, Autry, and Simmons is, I mean, how do you, how's that not one of the best in the league? That trio yeah, right there. It is. Um, that's not but, one of but even, if, if that's a cap casualty, then Tart can kind of step in right there because he's proven it. But, but even, you know, we're seeing just insane production across the board on the defensive line. Demarcus Walker uh, has stepped in. You know, uh, we've seen Kevin Strong make plays. We saw Deshaun Hand make plays before he went on IR. Yep. Um, John Robinson has done a phenomenal job of finding talent. And I think, so Laurel Murchison was up over Naquan and we were kind of shocked by that, but he's listed on the injury report today with illness. Naquan is. So I assume he was probably sick, which is why they had to bring Laurel up. Um, So it's, it's, it's just been wholly impressive to see John Robinson put together um, I think the deepest position on the team, I don't know if you'd agree with that, but um, it's the deepest, in my opinion, the deepest position on the team. And I think as long as as Jeff Simmons is there, you could pretty much put any of those guys next to him and they'll be productive. I think so too. But get- when, when Tierra Tart is the one beside him, they're extremely productive. And I still think like this defense is better the pass rush is better. The run, I mean, the run game is better when Bud Dupree's out there too. Like you see how they just fly around when Bud's yeah. out there, and it, it gives me so like I'm I'm happy to see that because when you, when you give a guy like that so much money, it's fifty fifty how they're going to kind of pan out. And so far, it's been so far so good outside the the injury bug that he's been dealt with. But when Bud's out there, Bud's a difference maker. Yeah, let, let me uh, let's talk about the the rankings of this defense. So in week seven, it was the twenty sixth ranked defense, um, fourth in rushing, thirty first in passing. After that Texans game, you're not going to believe this, Austin. After that Texans game, the fifteenth ranked defense, second in rushing, twenty fourth in passing. So this this team jumped eleven spots in the defensive rankings after one game, in the middle of the season. That's because uh, <laughs> that's an unbelievable performance. But I also think it's it's what the defense needed. Yeah. Like, especially knowing that they're going against the Chiefs next week. Like, they needed that confidence building game that really helped set the tone for what they're going to be the rest of the year. And I think this was it. Well, after if y'all if you remember after that Buffalo loss, they had a players only meeting. Um, I think we talked about it a couple podcasts ago. We did, yeah. But I think that's kind of set the tone. And this defense, these last five games, a five-game win streak, the defense obviously has been the reason for it because we know this offense is not putting up any numbers at the moment. Nothing. So um, you got to give tip your cap to the defense for keeping this team afloat right now. And it probably you know, the record shows a little bit better than me what this act, this team actually is. We know the defense is legit, but without that defense, you know, who knows what the record is at the moment? You know, you probably yeah. you probably find a way to lose to Washington. And you probably find a way to lose 
to Las Vegas. So let's let's talk about uh, we talked a lot about the defensive front, but let's talk about on that back end, Christian Fulton for a minute. Fulton County Jail uh, getting the first pick. Over over the last three weeks, he's been targeted seventeen times, uh, and he's only given up six receptions for thirty eight yards, and he had a pick uh, this against the Texans. He almost had two picks uh, in the game prior, but um, Andrew Adams and David Long jumped him on routes. Uh, so uh, it's possible that Christian Fulton could have three picks over the last two weeks right now, had his own teammates not jumped in front of him on picks. Um, it, and shout out to James Foster at No Flags Film for that that stat breakdown. It's uh, Fulton is is – on the verge of proving that he's one of the top corners in this league. Um, a strong game against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, I think, could could really set set the bar for him. Big test this Sunday, for sure. Um, yeah, and I just, again, to kind of piggyback off that, we'll finish up on the defense uh, defensive end because there's another guy that we want to talk about. Um, I mean, we were texting during the end of that game. The Texans get the ball back. And they had under what, ninety yards of offense. Yeah, was it even less than that? I think maybe. I, I think I think I want to say they were at eighty six. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, less than ninety yards of offense. Obviously, they go down the field, have a big drive, and score, which made the game a lot closer than what it what it was. But essentially, they held the Texans to under hundred yards of offense for the entire game. Yeah. I don't care who you play, good or bad. That's a phenomenal feat in the NFL. Yep. Seriously, uh, forced turnover. Uh, they had three sacks. And just had a dominant run defense. Again, like I said, Damian Pierce had a, had a good last drive. He had some decent runs throughout the day, but other than that, um, didn't they didn't do much across the board. So um, that's kind of the first performances. I think the best performance from the defense by far this year. I think it's easy to, to talk about, but um, they did what we all expected them to do. And that's just dominate the Texans because they're not a good team, like I said. So. Yeah. Um, Somebody else who dominated the Texans, another winner from Sunday. The fucking king, Derrick Henry. What a game. You mean, you mean uh, franchise record holder, uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, um, it, just an awesome, awesome moment for him to get that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, he was mic'd up. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the mic'd up video of him yet, but uh, just constantly, every time it showed him on the sidelines, he was just talking to his teammates, telling them how much he appreciated them uh, and how he ex- excited he was to be a part of, of the same team as them and stuff. And that, that's just um, – he's a humble king. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a guy that knows how good he is and knows how great he can be, uh, but he knows that it's very important that the other people around him um, do their jobs so he can be as great as he can be. And they did on Sunday, you know, across the board, um, the, uh, the wide receivers were blocking. Well, the tight ends were blocking the O-line run blocked really well, pass protection, different story, uh, as usual. But, um, it was, it was just awesome to see, uh, him get that, that record. I just, I think like when you think he can't do something, he just, he, he proves everybody wrong. Um, I think he knows that, like, when people talk crap about Derrick Henry, like, I think he hears that stuff, and he takes it personal. And I think that's what makes Derrick Derrick. 
Um, he broke his own record Sunday, rushing for another 200-yard game. That's his fourth straight two-touchdown game versus the Texans. Think about that, Chris. Like that, like, That's over, I think, 900 yards in eight touchdowns against one team in the last four games. Yeah, it's almost 900 yards. Uh, actually, was just looking at the numbers the other day. He's averaging – I want to say it's over those last four games, 222.8 yards, uh, which is absolute insanity. I mean, the guy is just – I wish he could play the Texans every week. No shit, because, I mean, it hides to be in the Super Bowl. That's for, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, you got to cr- give credit to – this is a group that has been um, – I haven't said a whole lot of nice things about them this season, but that offensive line. Um, they played really yeah. well Sunday, uh, and I mean, was a big reason uh, for Derek's success. Um, even Dennis Daly, uh, yeah, you got to give him some some kudos too. So, and uh, I've been I've been last few weeks I've been kind of hard on Aaron Brewer, um, yeah. and he was a he was whew, there were some blocks out there where he looked like the biggest man on the team. Uh, the way he just manhandled people, it was oh. awesome to see. Um, you know, I think I think if they can keep that up, um, the the run game obviously is the catalyst, right? That's what runs this team. Um, if they can keep the run blocking well and just clean up some of the pass protection, um, I don't know if it's like miscommunication or missed assignments or what, but they've got to clean up some of that pass protection. But if they do that, I mean, this this offensive line isn't terrible. It's not. It's not great, but it's not terrible. And I do think it's uh it depends on, you know, who they play the matchup wise. But um I think if they can do what they did Sunday consistently, there's no reason why Derek because we see he's getting hot now, Chris, right? Like he yeah. you, you, he looks different. We talked about it Sunday quite a bit in our in our in our group text. Like he's hitting the hole faster. I Derek. I I haven't seen him hit the hole that fast in a while. Um it I mean it felt like he was and and you know I don't know if if Malik was getting him the ball. It didn't really feel like Malik was getting him the ball any quicker, but he was up to that line of scrimmage in no time. No time. It was awesome. Yep. Um, what else do I want to talk about with you? Uh, another winner from Sunday, and <laughs> uh, it kind of leads me to my next part. But Ryan Tannehill. What do you mean, Ryan Tannehill? He didn't even play. Yeah, but he's got <laughs> he his showed job. his value. <laughs> he's got his job back. Okay, he's not. He's, Ryan proved his value. You're right. Proved his There's value no quarterback controversy right now. Not at all. Uh, and I'm not saying I wanted one, but it would have been cool to see something from Malik in the passing offense. Yeah, but I, you got to give kudos to Vrabel and Downing because I did think he played a he, he called a decent game Sunday. Um, but um lost my train of thought. He, there there were there were certain points in the game though, just to just to shit on downing a little bit. Um where some of the just some of the passing plays that were called weren't constructed in a way that helped Malik and very James well. Foster showed that too in his, his uh, clips. Yeah, and, and that's that's concerning, I yep. think, uh that uh, they knew the difficulties that Malik would have and still didn't put him in the best situation to succeed in the passing game. Um, if it would have come down to a situation where Malik was having to pass the ball multiple times, 
Um, he threw the ball once in the second half. But, it, you know, if it came down to him having to throw a dozen times in that second half, um, I don't know that I would trust Downing to be able to construct an offense that allows him to succeed. Not on either. Um, I, I just don't know what what we expected. Like, I, I don't know. I don't don't know what our expectations should have been for, for Malik on Sunday. Yeah. Like, I think we, we probably thought, oh, it'd be so cool for him to like come out and throw 300 yards against the Texans. And then like you're, you're have hope for the future, but then you get what you got and you're like, okay, uh, he's not ready. He made some bad decisions. He threw a pick, but um, I do think there were things that Malik, did in the running game that opened some stuff up that Tannehill might, you know, the, just the threat of Malik with his, his, um, his versatility in the run game, I think was, uh, was a kind of a, a catalyst to some of those, uh, option plays that, that really sprung Derek, you know, for, you know, 15 yards or whatever it was on, on some of those runs. I think, I think, a lot, you know, that's something that not a lot of quarterbacks provide and, and Malik did in that game. I don't mean I don't know what the future holds for Malik. Um, I think all of his mistakes are correctable. Yeah, one hundred percent. Footwork, Footwork. Timing, trusting yeah. you know, trusting the reads. Like we we I mean, like when you go back and look at those clips that you were talking about specifically, yeah. receivers are open. He's just yeah. not. He's not and flicking the ball like he should be. So so the very first play where he was sacked, um, just that one specifically. NWI does get open, uh, and you can see. Malik Kitch, like he wants to throw it, and then he just second guesses himself. If he just trusts his instincts and throws that ball, NWI probably has a 15, 20 yard completion right there. Um, it's just simple things that I really think like it's just going to take repetition and, and, you know, being on the field. I think, I do think a full preseason like he had helps him. Those kind of situations, like, you know, it's not every team that, you know, a guy's going to, you know, Malik wouldn't have played any this season had Tannehill not got hurt. Uh, and and Tannehill might have even played had he not got sick. Let's be honest. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they gave him the they gave him the offense for the preseason. Um, and I think those kind of situations have have helped speed up his his progress a lot. Um, it's just going to be more of that. I just, I just I remember what I was going to say. Uh, kudos to Vrabel and Downing. Like, I, again, I, I think maybe our expectations could have been skewed by, oh, Malik's playing uh, first game. You got guys on Twitter like uh, Sal and Rossi. I'm calling them out. I had to. Um, who are just drooling over this day. Um, and maybe the expectations for the coaching staff was, Malik, we're going we're gonna to kind of contain you today. The Texans have a 32 ranked run defense. This is Derek's day, and yeah. they kind of play to his strength. So I, I'm with you. I think with repetition, and uh, I think how much he improves, how quickly is yeah. going to be the the real factor. Like if what if what if Malik has to play again? Let's say the Chargers game. Like will we yeah. see improvement? He's going to have to throw the ball more, most likely, uh, than right. ten passes down the road. So it's what he looks like. Can the constant incremental improvement throughout his career um, throughout this season. And, you know, it wasn't anything on the field that actually gave me the most hope in him. It's after um, when he was asked about, you know, were you upset that you didn't get to throw the ball more or whatever? 
he said, why, why would we? They couldn't stop us running the ball. Why yep. would we not keep running the ball? Right. Like it wasn't like a, yeah, I wish I would, you know, wish I could have thrown it 20 more times. You know, like some quarterbacks would say that. And Malik was, um, Malik, who I think is wise beyond his years, um, was understanding of the game plan and understanding of football. And like, if you can't stop this aspect of our game, why would we not keep doing it? Yep. Um, so yeah, he did have an interception. And if you remember that, that, that play, it was to Cody Hollister. Um, and don't make me sick. The throw was late. Um, if you go back and, and Cody, take a play, and Cody Hollister jumps backwards, you I don't, could I don't have, understand. yeah. Hollister easily could have made a play for it. And I think I've said it on here before. I'm gonna say it again. Listen, it's nothing against Cody Hollister, but I cringe seeing him out there. Like it could be anybody. Wearing number eight with long hair. I don't care what his name was, but his name's Cody Hollister on this team, and I fucking hate watching him. Like, it makes me sick that there's a team out there, like, and it's the Titans of all teams, that has a starting wide receiver who wears number eight with long hair, and he's white, and he gets no he, – he has no catches Sunday. Did nothing for like, He does nothing for like this Charlie team. Charlie Whitehurst playing wide receiver, doesn't he? He literally just had a cardio workout Sunday. I, I wish – I hope he wore an Apple Watch. how many steps he ran. It's my rant yeah, on Cody Hollister. There's nothing against you, dog. No, I just I, it is, there's no reason you should be on NFL field. No, one hundred percent. And uh, you know maybe there's things he does right. Uh, watching some of the breakdowns of the game, I'm not sure what those things are. Um, but it's it's a it's a situation where th- this roster's hurt at wide receiver right now. Um, three of the guys that we know would have been you know, top five on the depth chart or on IR right now. Um, hopefully, you know, Traylon Burks makes it back soon. Um, Racy, uh, we don't know what his injury is, but that one's dragging out. He's he's kind of on in the same boat where um, he could have already been activated like Elijah Molden now has been, but um, Kyle Phillips is still a few weeks away. Um, it's a – it's a – listen – I don't know what their what Des Fitzpatrick's future looks like, but that dude needs to be on the field at this point because it's sad. It's sad otherwise. Um, I think the lesson learned from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one to this season is that the quality of wide receivers and the quality of weapons matter to this offense to this specific offense with Ryan Tannehill you got to think back three years ago there was AJ Brown there was Corey Davis there was Jonu Smith you had Adam Humphreys who did very little but he was out there Um, and then you go to last season it goes down a little bit because you have AJ Brown you had a bang up banged up Julio Jones for most of the year you know, uh, you had Des Fitzpatrick out there at times. You had uh, NWI out there. Like the 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 talent level for the wide receiver group on this team has gone down year by year. And for yeah. this offense, the passing game specifically to have success, that has to improve because we know that Ryan Tannehill is not going to elevate this team. It's the weapons around him that elevate Ryan Tannehill. Yep. And so, John has. John trades, you know, the Titans could use a wide receiver like A.J. Brown. Chris, I don't know if you know that or he not. He forced his way out, man. I mean. They could use a wide receiver every, like him. If only they had A.J. Brown. 
100%. Obviously, we all would love to have AJ on this team. Um, he's a guy that forces his own way out. Like, oh, okay. and, and we, oh, okay. we, we know that we know Vrabel wanted him here. John Robinson has said he's wanted him here. Um, it, it sucks. It absolutely does. And I wish they would have made a move with the trade deadline. But at the same time, we both know, like, what is the likelihood of a wide receiver coming in here and actually producing for the rest of the year in this offense? Minimal. Yeah. I mean, we're not, think- we're not going to, we're not going to get a wide receiver come in here and produce like AJ's producing in Philly. I mean, it's just not, not going to happen. So, And it's not the way this offense is set up. I think that that's, that's the key. Like I think if, if Robert Woods, the high expectations, Traylon Burks, the high expectations, I think you see the potential, but then you realize, well, that's not what this offense is. Like they're not the Eagles. They're not uh, the chiefs. Like they're not, the offense is not designed for that. They run the ball and, the offense runs through Derrick Henry. So, yeah, AJ looks amazing right now. It's because it's a different offense, and uh, when you pay a guy what you did, you're going to get him the ball. Uh, and he's he's showing his worth at the moment. So, again, I'm with you. I love AJ. I'll always love AJ. He's a drama queen. But unless he was, I mean, and let's not pretend he's been doing that every week either. You know, he's yeah, had right. thirty-yard games. He's right, had exactly. fifty-yard exactly. games, whatever. One hundred percent. When you see a game like that, you're like, ah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, it, yeah. He was he was phenomenal. I've still got him on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> he was he was phenomenal on Sunday, and uh, you know, good for him. Um, good for him. I, so I'm I can't wait for that matchup. The Eagles. Uh, Eagles it's gonna be phenomenal in a couple yeah. weeks. I'm excited yeah. about that. Um, I just can't wait. I can't wait if the Titans walk out of there with a win to tweet that was fun. Mm, mm, I just want to tweet that was fun. Mm, <laughs> mm. And I hope the Titans do as I was, well. I hope Nate Bain is listening right now, and they have something <laughs> schemed up for that specifically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Winning with this team is fun, or something like that. Brable's fun. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I do think, I think with the positive about this, and I've been telling people, even though the passing game sucks, the this offense is no fun to watch right now. Chris, five and two is five and two. Yeah. And a, and a missed field goal away from being six and one. Exactly. Yeah. Which that's another loser right now is Randy Bullock. Um, yep. Not good at the moment, man. Yep. Your job's to kick and make field goals, and he's not doing that. So he's been he's he's on the the down and out for me at the moment, man. Uh, missed a fifty three yarder on Sunday, um, and then oh, he's yeah, that's right. He he missed the fifty three yarder, got bailed out by the Texans penalty, and then missed the forty eight yarder. Exactly the same. The exact spot same there. kick. Yeah. Yep. So um, he's eight of fourteen on field goals of forty plus yards. Hmm. Not great. It's just over 50%. So, um, Big Dick Randy, he's he's losing that nickname for me at the moment. I'm not calling him that anymore. <laughs> so, it's my story. I'm sticking to it. Um, going back to the wide receivers real quick, and then I want to talk about the trade deadline. These two kind of go hand in hand. Um, I do think the positive, though, is that here in a few – what I was getting at. So, 5-2 and two is 5-2. and two. And with this offense, there's been no Burks. There's been no Phillips. 
There's been little to no action with any of the wide receivers at all. And they're still five and two. They're finding a way to get it done. I think that's positive for when Burks and Phillips both get fully healthy. You can kind of see a fully healthy Titans offense. Knock on wood, nothing else happens in between now and then. Kind of see what this offense could be with a healthy Burks, healthy Phillips, a uh, Derek Kearney, Derek Kearney that looks normal again. It's potential for it to kind of you know to be better than what it has been. Yeah, you know one of the things that shocks me the most of the wide receiver core though is NWI has been invisible. And that's and, so surprising me because you would think in the years past we saw, he's kind of, we saw a lot of growth in him last year. He's that's but, what I'm saying. Like he was you. I got mad at times because Tannehill was throwing the ball to NWI more than he was AJ Brown. Yeah. Um. But you're right though. Yeah, he's been invisible outside of that big that deep ball, the 61 yarder. Um, it's been it's been kind of shocking. I think. Um. Obviously, we know there's issues with the pass protection and stuff, but there's something wrong with this offense fundamentally That's that you can't even get the ball to your wide receivers. I haven't talked about it with you, so I'm interested to see what your take is. Uh, take on it is. But has Tim Kelly done anything for this offense? I'm not sure. That, exactly. I don't, I don't have an answer. But yeah. it doesn't seem was, like he has. I was thinking to myself about how, you know, knowing that Tannehill wasn't in the game, I was kind of hoping that Brave would be like, you know what? Since Tannehill's not here, I'm going to get Todd, I'm going to give you the week off. Let's let Tim run the show. Um, just knowing that it was against the Texans and everything, obviously. But yeah, it's, I, I mean, there's been no improvement in the offense. Um, if anything, there's been a decline. In offensive production, um, and I don't think losing an AJ Brown would make that much of a difference, as as big of a difference as we've seen. Um, there's something fundamentally wrong. Like I said, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's terrible play design. Um, we've seen some incredible plays. Um, that that little. Um, Two back set in the game where Malik looked like oh, Derek yeah, Green yeah, behind yeah, the line. Yeah. Malik looked at him like he was going to throw it and then handed it to Dontrell, who had a huge run. Like those those sort of plays are are awesome. And I but believe, they're few and far between. I believe that was like a third and six. So it was super risky, but it, it was a phenomenal play, like you said. Yeah. Uh very well executed, well designed. Those, but they seem so few and far between. And I don't know. I think the run game is great. Like, I think the run game has great play design. It has um, great construction in a way that allows the players to succeed. But again, after watching some of those play breakdowns and stuff uh, from this game, the, the route construction seems like it's an issue. You're not, you're not, putting players in a position where they can be schemed open. So uh, that's, I don't know how you, how you fix it in, you know, in week nine, uh, but it needs to be fixed. I, I, without even looking at stats and data to back it up, I'd bet money the Titans are dead last in uh, deep balls. Oh, I would, I would firmly agree with that. Shocking to me. 
the lack of that with Robert Woods, who's been so good in his career at, at being a deep threat and Tannehill being so accurate at the deep ball. Yeah. I have yet to understand why that's not happening more. And now you have a receiver with four, three speed that you just added last week. Like start putting some of that in, like send him on a deep, on a deep route and just heave it up. Well, I text you guys about it Sunday, Sunday afternoon too, watching the game. The, with AJ, it's not even – he was so good at it, and that's what they utilized him for because he was so good with the yak. But the crossers, and you saw it some with, with Traylon when he was there, but without him, I've there's been no crossers at all. Like there's nothing yeah. over the middle that, that Tannehill was comfortable with. No. Um, so it, it's it's just like they're not playing to the strengths that they, they've – their bread and butter that they've used for years past. It's like Downing has gone away from – there's less creativity, but you see it mm-hmm. at times, like you said. Um, I don't know. They just they're making football look very hard at the moment. It's very vanilla, and they've done it before. So just get back to it. Yeah, I don't know. Agreed. That's just my my theory on it. Um, so trade deadline happened, and it came and went, and the Titans made no moves. Were you shocked? Were you surprised? No, um, I I didn't anticipate. Uh, a big move or anything. I th- I honestly thought that he would make a move, but I thought it would be like a Desmond King level trade, just like somebody that's kind of like maybe lost a starting job or something that could come in and, and make some contributions. Um, I didn't think there would be a wide receiver. I didn't think there'd be a left tackle starter. Um, rumor is that they were in on Bradley Chubb from some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter, uh, Benjamin Albright and some others. Um, if they were, I would love to have Bradley Chubb on this roster, but I don't know how you can pay another defensive player knowing that you've already got so much money invested in some of those guys. Um, other than that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was shocked that no move was made. I'm not shocked that a big move wasn't made. I would have been hot if they would have traded for Bradley Chubb because that would make zero sense to this team for this season. Uh, that doesn't improve your offense. That doesn't improve your offensive line. Um, that we know those are kind of the, the two biggest weaknesses on this team right now. You add a you know a top ten pass rusher to an already elite defense. What's what's the need there? Um, you have a you know you just paid a now your franchise pass rusher. You got hurt. And then you have another one who's playing well, well right now. Where's Bradley Chubb go in? Like, where's he playing at? What do you? I don't know. But I got to be honest. I would love to see a defensive front. It would be nice. Bradley Chubb, Jeffrey Simmons, Tier Tartan, Bud Dupree. Yeah, holy be crazy. shit! Throw like, Danico Autry in there. Oh, I don't know. Just it. I would have been hot. They gave up like a second. Would the Dolphins give up a second and a fifth? Yeah, or first. So. They gave a first up. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, it was a first. A first. a first. I thought so too from the Trey Lance uh, trade. Yeah, and a running back. So, I, I just I would have been hot, but I, I think too it shows you two things. One that John said, look, I got just over a mil in cap space. There's not a whole lot we can do. Um, and was there a player out there that would have changed their current status as the third best team in the, in the NFC? I don't know. I don't either. Like you go get a, you go get a wide receiver. Like, does he make you Super Bowl contenders? Probably not. No, because I mean, I I think wide receiver is a hard position to adjust to anyway. So, 
I don't know that I don't know that any wide receiver comes in here and makes any significant contribution, um, unless they're in a position where they can play like a specific role, um, yep. kind of like you saw with Odell in Saint in uh, in Los Angeles last year. Um, I, that's I, I don't know. I just wish I, I wish these guys like Josh Gordon. Chris Conley, like I hope they get some some reps. Like I want to see them be productive. Don't just shelf them. If you're gonna, if you're gonna them, I want to see Desfit Patrick get some reps. If, exactly, mean, if you're gonna shelf these guys, like play, play them because the yeah, guys you have right right now, I'd, I'm with you. I'd rather see Conley and Dez over a, a Cody Hollister. I uh, anybody over Cody Hollister. I, was, <laughs> uh, I, I went to a Halloween party the other night, and I was talking to a bunch of guys who were Titans fans and. I, I said this to them, and I think I've said it on the pod before. The thing that I can't stand the most about Vrabel is how he won't let first and second year players make mistakes, but he'll let seven and eight year veterans make the same mistakes. Um, Dylan Ray Duns, I think, is a perfect example right now. They don't want to start him, he makes mistakes. But Dennis Daly is playing worse than any offensive lineman I've seen play here the last four years, probably. Um, and he's still out there. You know, um, Caleb Farley, similar situation. We saw him make mistakes. He got benched. Terrence Mitchell made the, made the same mistakes, and he's still playing. You know, um, I, I don't understand that about Vrabel. I don't um, – I don't – know if it's him protecting their confidence or what, but it, it, it's infuriating. Uh, it drives me crazy. No, I'm with you. Um, yeah, so I, I again, I'm, I, I'm a little disappointed to make a trade, but I'm not shocked and surprised. I think a lot of Titans fans thought that they needed to, but with the cap situation you're in and um, you don't want to give a whole lot of assets to go get a guy that it's probably just a rental, then what's the point? Um, it kind of makes you think back of when the Browns traded for Amari Cooper and gave up a fifth. Like it's the same they gave up for Dennis Daly. Yep. Who would you rather have? Oh yeah. I mean, that's an easy answer. So um, some teams finesse, some teams frustrate you. And the Titans are yep. one of those teams. Um, but on the other side of that, some exciting news for this week. Elijah Molden back. Yes. Big, Chris. Huge and win for the defense. Already, I mean, it's an already, like we talked about, already elite defense at this moment to add yeah. that guy back. He's kind of like your honey badger. Yeah. Kind of like doing I tweet, all. I tweeted today how I'm just excited to see him play again. I loved watching him play last year. Um, I, think he's, I think he's a guy that we kind of saw uh, start rough, get – end up being really good, uh, then, then kind of declined a little bit near the end of the season. Um, I, w- I want to see Elijah make some progress. Um, I uh, I tweeted that today, though, and uh, it, saying that it should give the, some stability to Nickel. Uh, and a buddy of mine tweeted me and made a really good point. He said his presence alone has such a ripple effect when it comes to depth. Um, because not only does it solidify that Nickel spot, but now it solidifies that outside corner spot. Because Roger, uh, yep. Roger can Roger can man that. It solidifies Hooker 
being able to stay as uh, as the safety there. Andrew Adams can come in still, but it's not it's not a situation where Hooker's having to play the slot full time or anything. Um, it just really helps stabilize the back end of that defense a lot when Molden's out there. You know, who you didn't name right there. Who's that? Taylor Farley. I didn't. Nope. I don't know what that thing. What's up with that? Yeah, no snaps. What do you have? Nine special team snaps. Yeah, I think so. Like at this point, it seems like Vrabel just dislikes the guy, which is weird because he's the one that wanted him. I just, yes, he's had his struggles. He's yet to play a full season. Like, let this kid get loose, get some confidence, and you got to play him for him to to, to do that. For him yeah. just to sit the bench, your first round picks in the bench, you look stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they just want to give him, you know, time to completely get back from the ACL. And they're that's why he's playing special teams, is to ease him in. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, it doesn't make any sense, Austin. And, and this is Zero. going back to the point I was just making. Like, what, why is why 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 are we having to watch Terrence Mitchell out there? Who? Has played much better, um, but like, why? Why are we having to watch him make mistakes when Caleb can make those same mistakes and learn from them? Completely agree. Um, I want to talk real quick about the next couple of games. This is very. It reminds me of last year. Uh, this this stretch. You remember like that gauntlet the Titans had to go through last year. This yeah. next stretch reminds me of that, and it started literally like the same time as last year so last year the titans played the rams on my birthday the 7th november 7th coming up and sunday night football and they go on that run if you remember that they they were going to lose every game people had them losing every single game and they win beat the rams on sunday night football embarrassed the rams yeah and then they go on that run uh they beat the chiefs during that that run as well who am i missing you remember that i don't chiefs Colts, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It was. Did it go Rams, Chiefs, Colts, or Rams, Colts, Chiefs? Rams, Chiefs, Colts, and there was somebody else in there too. Uh, that was a, a solid team, and they just they they sweep them. They beat them all. This feels the same way. They like this next stretch coming up. Rams, Rams, Saints, Texans. Saints. They lost to the Patriots after that. So maybe wouldn't that? So it started with Chiefs. It started. It went Chiefs. Colts, Rams, Saints. There we go. That was That's the run. I knew it was something in that in that stretch. Yeah, but they, they, they had. I mean, they were they were counted out in almost all those games. This this stretch coming up feels like that. And it starts Sunday night. You're in Kansas. Actually, City. started with the Bills. Bills were before Chiefs. So, yes, they they won five games that they probably should have gone. Yeah. What maybe two and three in at best. Like this is where we're gonna find out who the Titans are right here. Yeah, and I want your prediction on how, with with what they go in, in these five games. Chiefs Sunday night in Kansas City. Then you're win. at home against the Broncos. Win? Did you say win against the Chiefs? Yeah. <laughs> We're about to talk about that. I mean, okay. Titans, Titans have had. Okay, we'll talk about. Just it. wait. I want to, I want to talk about we. Uh, then Thursday night football against the Packers. I mean. 
I want to I want to say win, but I feel like the Packers are going to figure it out at some point. You would uh, think so, and it's probably going to be Matt Lafleur figuring it out against <laughs> his old team. No kidding. I'll, I'll say I'll say loss. Okay, at home against the Bengals, fraudulent win. So you talked about that when I we were texting during that that Monday night game. Um, they didn't look good, did they? No. I had Absolutely Burrow fraud. in a league. I had Burrow in a league, and I needed three points from going into that to, to win. And I was like, "Oh, this is yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to dominate." Um, at halftime, I had zero points, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> like, you know, if you don't get me anything, Burrow tonight, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to trade you. I'm going to drop yeah. you. There's no chance you you, you can't even give, me, give me four points tonight. Uh, but that, that ended up happening. Um, so at the Bengals or at home against the Bengals, and then in Philly, December fourth, a really fun win. Dude, God, Chris, so you just went four and one there with the Packers lost. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to say that's a loss, uh, the Eagles. But I, I'm probably going three and two in this stretch as well, and so that yeah. that gets you at eight and four in the year. Okay, yeah. If you come out five, if you come out over five hundred in those five games, I, I'm taking it. Yeah, I mean, listen, defense division should be ours, right? I mean, yes. I don't want the one seed again. No, 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 no. no. I don't think you do either. No, no, um. No. Yeah, I mean, you're if you're eight and four at that point, and then you clean up Jaguars, Chargers, who also appear to possibly be frauds, uh, Texans, a really good Cowboys team, and then Jags again. Yeah, if they can so, come out over five hundred that and got four and one in that stretch. Whew. Yeah, I think beating the well. So right now you're playing; it's three against two. Sunday night. You're playing the yeah. Chiefs. At that point, you hit a tiebreaker of them, so you're the, you're the two seed at that point. You already lost the Bills. So, and I think I don't think anybody's going to catch the Bills this year, personally. Uh, unless they just they have some injuries and something happens. Yeah. You know, they get in a rut. But I think I think the Chiefs are in kind of a league of their own at the moment. Eagles, like you said, it's going to be a fun game. Um, some bad blood with with AJ. They're, they're going to go out his, go out his neck. So, that's going to be a fun game. Um, Listen – if he's still playing the way he is, I cannot wait to see AJ Brown versus Christian Fulton. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just want to talk about that before we talk about the Chiefs. So, I'll go. I'll go three and two with you. I don't know what the three. I don't know what the three and two looks like. Um, but the Titans have not had that. Well, would you count the Giants' loss as that one loss of the year, like they always have? No, because the Giants look legit. I'd agree. So I think like the Broncos would be that if they lose this next week, the Broncos yeah. maybe maybe the Packers depending on how how the next couple weeks go for them, maybe the Bengals depending on how yeah. the next couple weeks go for them. So getting to that point, based on record, that could be that loss. It's not even the team; it's how the Titans play in those games. Right, they That's play down to their competition every time. So yeah, uh, but Sunday night is going to be fun. I think I think they always play the Chiefs well. It's been a fun rivalry the last few years. Um. It's and, either going to be – I think it's either going to be like a three-point Titans win or like a 30-point Chiefs win. So you think it could be similar to the Buffalo game? Yeah. It's very possible. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case just because this defense has found themselves. Um, and I really think like they're not – they don't want to let that happen again. Uh, and I think they really believe in themselves. Um so I don't really think that's going to be the case, but it's going to be a tough one. I mean, this this offense has to do something. 
Chiefs are putting up over 30, 31 points a game yep. and over 400 yards of offense, whereas the Titans are only allowing uh, just under 19 points a game and 285 yards allowed. So something's got to give. You know, the yep. Titans are going to um, control the clock. Are they going to uh, limit Travis Kelsey, who I think it's safe to say, and I'd love to get your take on this now, with Tyreek gone, I don't think – I don't think Tyreek was ever the reason for the Chiefs' success. I think that offense and the true the true number one receiver for that team has always been Travis Kelsey. I think mm-hmm. Tyreek was kind of like that just that shiny toy that you could play with and use all the time. Yeah, uh, and that's really scary because uh, yeah. while the Titans didn't make a move, uh, the Chiefs did uh, a few days before the deadline, and they have that new shiny toy, and that's Kadarius Tony, um, who will be playing against the Titans. Um, and I think they're obviously he's he's quick, but he doesn't he's not cheetah quick. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a situation where they're going to try to get him the ball the ball in open space and and let him make a play. Um, but yeah, you're 100 percent right. Travis Kelsey is is the the receiving catalyst to that team um, and always has been. I think the positive too, um, they're not as bad as the Texans, but the Chiefs' run defense is not great, and it helps yeah. that Frank Clark won't be there Sunday night, Chris. Correct, yeah. And so, that, that helps the pass protection too. Something else, it's not official, but I'm going to bet money Ryan Tannehill plays so you won't see Malik Willis out there again. Obviously, that gives you another uh, plus uh, in that aspect. I think you do see Malik out there in pack in a package. Okay. I think you do. I don't, but I I don't, I don't think he won't be the starting quarterback. No, No. but I, I don't think we see another game this year that Malik doesn't have snaps in. Okay. Uh, The Titans are double digit dogs again for the second time this season. They are 12 and a half point underdogs against the chiefs. So they're getting no respect, right? Nothing. Yeah. Hey, those are those are those are the kind of games they thrive the most in, though. And they've been under Vrabel. They've been very, they've been good in primetime games. Uh, outside of the the Bills game, that was just a, that was a, I don't know. Well, maybe that was the Titans' bad loss of the year. Like maybe they already got it out the way, just against a good team. So, um, we shall see. But I think there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot riding on it. Again, like I said, if if the Titans can can find a way to upset the Chiefs. They're the two seed, and they control the two seed uh, in the AFC. They got the tiebreaker on the Chiefs. Um, I think Henry can have another big day, 100-ish yards. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I, I would love to see him go, uh, you know, another another 100-yard game straight. Um, but like you were saying, this is a team he can run on. Um, yeah. So – we, you know, we might see, we might see 150 out of him. You know, this is, this looks like a man possessed right now. Um, and he looks like he's, as we said, hitting the hole better than he's been, than he's hit the hole in a while. He's running with a purpose and he knows he's, he knows he's this offense. Um, so um, I think, I think we'll see a, a solid game out of him for sure. Vrabel's what two and one against the Chiefs now? I believe so. Yep, I think I think that's right. So it's the Chiefs, man. We know what they do. We know who they are. It's Patty Mahomes, man. Like you, you got to control that. So 
Um, it should be fun. I think Sunday night games are always fun. Kind of bummed they're wearing the white on baby blue. I was hoping for the all white in Kansas City. That looked fresh. But uh, the baby blue, baby blue pants will, will look good on uh, on TV. Um, you got a bold prediction for it? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. The passing game gets going a little bit. Ryan Tannehill has three. Uh, uh, hold on. The starting quarterback has three passing touchdowns in this game. <laughs> so you give him a just leaky chance. To just in case Tannehill doesn't play, the it's not Nolan Void. Um, the starting quarterback has three passing touchdowns. All right. You took mine. I was going to say two. Because even then, that's an improvement. That's bold of what's been happening in the last few weeks. That's um, an improvement right, for gonna, the offense overall. Yep. I'm going to go. Um, so Derrick Henry's had two touchdowns in the last two games, right? Yep. It, ha- it happens again Sunday night. Two touchdowns for Derrick Henry. Okay. That's my that's my my hot take for Sunday. Nice. Hey, did you know that Jonathan Taylor has more fumbles lost than rushing touchdowns this season? And he's the best running back in the league. That's a that's a fun fact. Yeah, but he's the best running back in the league. Yeah. And the Colts and the Colts are Super Bowl dark horses. Yeah. I don't even think they're dark horses. They're pretty much guaranteed to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're going to win the division yeah. easily. Yeah. Like, no question. Like, Matt Ryan makes them Super Bowl contenders right up there with the Bills and Chiefs. Yeah. Hey, did yeah. you hear the Colts fired their offensive coordinator? I did. Yeah. You know, a week after they benched their starting quarterback. Fuck the Colts. Yeah. Love seeing that. Speaking of. I think you got something to share with the with the, with the with the squad about fuck the Colts. You know, we uh, as of today, uh, Second Inventory has has a new and improved storefront. Uh, so go check out go check out secondandvictory.com. Uh, some new swag on there. We'll be adding some new stuff. Um, me and me and Austin are already cooking up some ideas. We got some new stuff that y'all haven't seen before on there. A little FTC hat to go along with the TTFU hat. Uh, a pretty dope, in my opinion, uh, King Henry hat, King 22. Um, so go check it out. Some pretty cool stuff on there, I think. Um, and buy it. Yeah, I got to Chris props. You've done a phenomenal job holding that down and and, uh, and getting that store up. So thank you for that. But yeah, some good stuff. I'm going to go in there and get me something uh, for sure. But yeah, what we have now is great, but you and I are going to collab and, and put some more stuff on there for you guys to buy. So um, go on there, secondvictory.com, and, and buy something. Season is still um, halfway through it. Not even halfway through it. So go on and get some merch. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is wild. A lot of football left. So yep. at this point, I'm happy. Five and two, right? Like, I mean, there's not much to yeah. complain about. Five and two, nope. five and two. Better be in two and five. All right, I want to... You know what time it is. It's time for... Name That Titan. Presented by Spencer Montgomery, realtor and auctioneer. Shout out, Spencer. All right. Um, what's your record so far this year with Name uh, That Titan? Hold on. I am... I've gotten 
two correct right. uh, out of we've done seven. Okay. So I've got two, Brett has two, and then you've gotten us on three. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, who do you think this player is? Let's see if you can just go ahead and get guests off the bat. Um, <laughs> David Thornton. <laughs> no. That's a good guess, though. Um, all right. So this player played college football at Auburn. Auburn. Um, Malik Willis. <laughs> Let's see. Auburn. Okay. Oh, no guess? No guess. Okay, all right. Um, all right, this player was drafted by the Titans in the second round of the 2009 NFL draft. Okay. Hmm. Auburn. Auburn. War Eagle. The fighting former Brian Harsons. As far as I can remember, we've never had a wide receiver from Auburn. Hmm? Or have we? Is it a wide receiver? I don't know. Um, hmm. 2009. That would have been... That would have been like before Kendall Wright and all those guys. That was, that was what, 2011? Okay, another hint. Um, he totaled 205 tackles, 19 sacks. Oh. And one interception in his career. And one interception. Or Queston Huff. I don't know. It's a good guess, but no. Um, after he left the Titans, he played the Titans for four years. After he left the Titans, he then played three years for a division rival. Ooh, okay. Man. Just trying to think of that those rosters. Those were bad years. Yeah, it was not fun. It was not fun. That was like after Vince. Yeah, that was like the in the midst of like that's like the good CJ two K years. Yeah. That's about it. Chris Hope wasn't drafted by the Titans. No, he was before this. Hmm. Any more hints? Um. I'm I'm out of hints. Okay. So play Cartwright Auburn, second round pick by the Titans in the '09 draft. Two hundred and five tackles, nineteen sacks, one pick. And he also played for division rival for three years. I don't know. You got me. Any last guess? I can't even find a name that would make sense for that that era. Honestly, I 
like I said, I saw this name. I was looking at through something else. Like I was looking through an old Auburn uh, roster, and I saw this name. I was like, oh, that's that's a great name, that Titan. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Cinderic Marks. Oh, wow! Yeah, Auburn. <laughs> that is a throwback name if I've ever heard. Throwback, Cinderic Marks. Man. Okay. Good one. Really good one. All right. Sweet. I like Woody, but I also like when y'all, y'all guess them. Uh, I wonder if Brett would have got that one. I don't know. He might have, you know. I might text him to see if he guesses it. He's an Alabama kid, so, you know, he's he's lived that Alabama life. Maybe maybe he remembers some of those Auburn years. Right. He might. All right, for Brett Bachelor, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Ellison. We appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, as always. Get us on Twitter, at Second and Victory. As always, tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs>